afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Welcome back to the Bald Monkeys Podcast. I'm Christopher. I'm pretty sure I got Captain Chuckles with me. I'm not sure. He's a little bit off right now, but he's here. Hey, Captain. I'm here. How's it going? I'm here. How's it going? <laughs> and our very special guest that we're very excited to speak to tonight, the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow. Welcome to the Bald Monkeys Welcome. Podcast. What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. Going good. We appreciate your time tonight. We appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. We're very excited to chat with you. Uh, We've obviously been doing this series about the Mission Pro Hell Hath No Fury show, and you have a very prominent role in that, and we'll get to that, but where we want to start is at the beginning. Everyone has a beginning. What was young Lindsay Snow like? Um, Well, maybe me (laughs) was like always into stuff, but... um, all right, I guess like to start at the beginning, uh, I was actually, when I, I was born a fighter, obviously, but uh, when I was 21 months old, I had a tumor that actually ate half of my skull. So um, I started like, uh, I had a giant like tumor growing on the on the back of my head when I was like just a little baby. And, so, and um, I ended up, you know, coming like overcoming that and um, had to do like the CAT scans, you know, like every week, then every two weeks, then every month, then once a year, then every five years and stuff like that. And so like, I was probably like 10 or 11 or so. And then, um, you know, but in between that, I I did, you know, dance, I did uh, sports, I did karate, taekwondo, um, I did dance, uh, jazz, tap, acro, uh, acrobatics, you know, mm-hmm. flippy mm-hmm. stuff, <laughs> gymnastics, <Flippy> yeah, <laughs> and then um, I started uh, kind of drifting into sports more, um, like I was always really into volleyball, I played softball, um, I even did cheerleading, <laughs> it's pretty funny, right? <laughs> oh, it's good, uh, no, it's, uh, it's... anything to get keep yourself active, right, yeah. there's, there's yeah. lots of things some people do, and and even sometimes I know uh, there's sometimes male athletes that do a lot of, you know, dance or ballet and stuff. And a lot of that involves maybe something weird, but it's something that helps them with their footwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, like that hand-eye coordination. And um, plus like anything to keep me busy when I was little, because like, yeah, I had hands. like the worst AD, well, I mean, Sylvia, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like jackass of all trades, right? Um, yeah. I mean, jack of all trades. Just jack kidding. Of all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I I was always like trying to keep my hand busy doing something, you know. And then I um, like I've always drawn as well. I've always like drawn and painted, and then um, any kind of like art venture, like medium to to keep my brain active. Um, I was all about like sculpting, painting, all of that. Wow. So, I've always Impre- been like all over the place. <laughs> but 
but fighting from day one, I mean, that's, yeah. that's amazing that, you know, it's a great story. Um, obviously everybody has to overcome something and you, you know, have been overcoming from 21 months on, which is impressive in itself. So congratulations yes. on that. Thank you. And, Thank you. And then you, you, you talked about, you know, the alternatives to fighting with the taekwondos, jujitsus. So you get into that, but where does wrestling come in? How do you first experience wrestling? Because your story is a little bit different than everybody's. And it, it's always interesting to find out how wrestling came into people's lives. So uh, the first time I ever got to like see wrestling was on TV with my dad. Um, you know, he, we were watching it one night and, uh, you know, rock was on and all of a sudden he looked at me and he did the, <laughs> so like we like started doing the eyebrows like back and forth to each other and then that's whenever I figured out I can only do it with one eyebrow <laughs> I can't do either <laughs> <laughs> no but you just look surprised Chris yeah just <laughs> but um yeah no, my dad actually uh was the first person to show me pro wrestling and um then from then um I actually started watching pride and um, got more involved on like the shoot side. So, um, you know, I, I fell in love with wrestling and then, you know, well, I fell in love with pro wrestling and then I fell in love with wrestling. Um, getting to see like uh, what um, maneuvers like my favorite athletes were doing. Um, like I look up to uh, Kazushi Sakuraba a lot and I look up to Fedor a lot. Um, that's pretty much where I get like the basics of my game from. And um, I also look up to Alexander Karelin. That's why I do the Karelin lift. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, uh, anyways, pride was pretty much what kind of like fueled me to start training mixed martial arts. Like I already had like the karate background and um, it, it pushed me to want to train more like jujitsu, um, sambo, um, like catch wrestling, uh, like all of those really like it, it, um, it was like one of those things. So it was like, Oh man, that that's the stuff right there. Like, I want to do that. Like, it's pretty amazing to be able to learn like the different manipulations, like different joint manipulations. And then like, once you have those formulas down, then it's a lot more fun. It's more like chess. Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it becomes more of a mind game and that that's, that story in the ring and story on the mat is so interesting. So, you know, even now it's, it's almost like coming, coming to the forefront of wrestling yeah. is, is building a story on the mat rather than always having to be a gimmick. You know, it's, it's so interesting right. to watch and it's impressive right. too. So you're talking about the rock. You're talking about getting into different styles. Is there any wrestlers that as you're growing up, you go, this is my favorite wrestler, or this is the one I'm modeling myself after? Uh, Sakuraba. <laughs> like, hands down. Hands um, down. There's no one else. Hands down. There's, there's a lot of other people but, uh, that I look up to, obviously, but the main is Kazushi Sakuraba, and then, um, like, just because he's a shooter and he's a pro wrestler, uh, you know, a shooter and a worker. So, like, those aspects of him are what I most like associate myself with and my game with um, 
but then like you got you got people like like Luna Vachon like of course mm. she's like a, a huge inspiration to me I loved Luna I loved Luna I loved Bull um Medusa Minami Soyota like all of those people all played like a huge role in getting me to where I'm at right now and um I'm I'm super thankful for them and all that they did for women's wrestling and everything yeah I mean the the history of women's wrestling and I in my opinion sometimes it feels like it gets kind of thrown under the rug sometimes because you don't hear about a lot of those names all the time you know you might just hear about the couple that were in you know WWF or NWA for a little bit but you don't get a full history on it all the time so it's it's nice to hear a lot of those other names yeah i mean I, I, you have to you have to pay homage to the people that um pretty much like dredged the path before you and made it so that you are able to do what you do especially like all of the crap that they had to put up with you know and it, it's not it's not like how it was um coming up now like i can say it is um it's definitely hard and don't ever think that I'm selling anything short by any means. No. But I know what they had to put up with before definitely took a lot of heat off of what I have to put up with. Yeah. And it, it helped it helped uh, lay the grounds for, for respecting women's wrestling too, you know, so. Yeah, and women's wrestling every single day is getting more and more I don't even want to say the word, but on par with where the men is. And sometimes in some, in some places it's better than the men. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm going to say it. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's always uh, my goal is to just be considered a wrestler, not a women's wrestler. Exactly. hundred um, percent. Just to be taken seriously uh, with my art and um, you know, with pro wrestling um, I want to be, taken seriously as a as a threat and um that's where i believe having the background that i have and um being as strong as i am does make me that threat yeah starting to train and everything uh you you started to train at one school i believe if i have my research right and then uh you got into touch or or jay lethal got into touch with you and you started to train with him was that at his school at tampa bay pro or yeah that was at tampa bay pro okay um so i started uh training originally like just someone had a ring and you know we were just trying to figure it all out together you know so it was like one of those kind of deals but then one day to practice um these two guys showed up, they were a tag team and they were like, yo, like you have a really, um, you're really athletic, you have a really great look. Like, why are you like training here? Like, why don't we introduce you to someone that actually might be able to like give you some kind of direction, you know? So um, kind of like help you along the way because like they saw something in me and that, that meant a lot to me. Um, those guys are the Dirty Blondes, by the way. I don't know if you guys oh. know um, Michael, Michael Patrick and Leo Ryan, but yeah, um, that's actually who introduced me to Jay Lethal. Um, cool. They came by and uh, they're like, hey, like, if you're, if you want to come train with Jay, why don't you meet us here on this day and we'll introduce you. So um, that's how it got started. <laughs> that's awesome. How, yeah, how I, was I, it? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, I was just going to say, I've been super fortunate, like people looking out for me and, um, you know, just, just being like good, good dudes in the business. It's, I've, I've had a, a really like blessed time just saying like with all this crap that's yeah. going on right now. I'm just like, Oh my God, like I feel so blessed to have the path that I have. Yeah. Now getting into the ring for the first time, you had a little bit of, I mean, you were into mixed martial arts and a lot of that stuff. What was it? what was the difference and what was it like taking that first bump in professional wrestling compared to, you know, when you're actually fighting? Oh man. Well, to say it doesn't hurt as bad is totally a lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It, it's um, <laughs> when you're getting thrown and luckily I haven't gotten thrown, thrown in competition yet. That's good. But yet, because you never know what, what's going to happen, you know. But uh, I don't want to like, hold on, let me find some wood to knock on. <laughs> 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 um, no, uh, I haven't been thrown in competition, so I don't know what that feels like. But I have thrown people in competition, and I know that that didn't feel too good for them landing. Because like most of the time, whenever you throw someone in competition and they land, they're like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like there's like an exit. <laughs> but like uh in pro wrestling, like I guess um we're more trained to um like be able to like go with the flow. So like it's a little bit of um like I guess you fight it more when you're fighting in a um competition match. Yeah. And then uh in pro wrestling it's more along the lines of like it's uh you know what's happening so you can brace yourself for it yeah do you ever is is there ever a time where like your brain is going wait hold on i'm i'm in a pro wrestling match i'm not like is it hard to get that switch between the two mediums of of mma and and pro wrestling oh man um so i'm kind of like okay uh whenever i walk into the ring uh that's me when i compete <laughs> so like if you could imagine the crazy person sitting across the ring from you like covered in face paint like i'm even crazier looking whenever i step into the ring to compete so oh, man. <laughs> I, I can't really say that there's uh too much difference in, in those because like i'm like all right it's like game day bucket go boom like as soon as i step <laughs> in the ring <laughs> i i don't want to cross you on the wrong side because I don't want to take the brunt of any of that. <laughs> <laughs> but in your career so far, you have had the chance to uh, wrestle a, a number of people um, and it has opened up some opportunities for you. Um, one of the opportunities was actually a uh, tryout with WWE. We've had some other guests that have been fortunate enough to have had that opportunity, what what was your opportunity like and how did the time go with them? Oh man, that was honestly uh, the, like probably like three of the best days of my life, honestly. Um, just being able to, to go to the performance center every day and to to walk up and, and you know, see like Sarah Del Rey and, you know, um, Bloom, Matt Bloom, you know, mm -hmm. and just Norman Smiley too. Oh my God, Norman gave me like some of like the best advice ever. And just like having like all of these people 
that you've grown up respecting and then seeing them look at what you can do and acknowledging your skills um that was a that was definitely like a, a pretty pretty big moment in my life to be able to to do that to have that opportunity and um i i really like do you ever like do something and then like wish you could live there like i wish that i could live in the gym at the performance center <laughs> yeah I've been there. Like every day that we were in there, I was just like, man, like this place is just, this is like mind blowing. Just like mm -hmm. every, like everything that they had at their hands, you know, they had anything that you could ever want or, or wish for as an athlete. They had it just like at arm's reach, you know? So it's just like, um, it was like an unreal experience. And um, I'm, I'm very thankful to have had that. And awesome. I hope to be back. I hope to be back. <laughs> yes. I well, I mean I've watched a bunch of your matches and my opinion, I don't know why they pass up on you, but that's just me. Timing. Oh, thank you. Timing, yes, timing and it's timing one thing we always talk about. True. Yep. Now, timing, let's talk about timing. You uh Ring of Honor is bringing back a women's championship, not how they had it before, um but prior to the whole world going through what it's going through. Uh, you were named one of the participants in the quest for gold. Um, yes. what, did it, what did it feel like to be named uh, one of the participants and, and how, how did that come about? Honestly, it was kind of a, um, kind of a shock, you know, it, it happened out of nowhere. And I was just like, oh, oh dang, all right, yes. <laughs> let's do this <laughs> and um you know I, I before I knew it I had uh emails and I was like oh man this is like for real happening you know like I'm actually I'm actually gonna get to do this this is amazing you know um when you know Jay was my teacher I never never in a hundred million years thought like that we would end up on on Ring of Honor together and just for that opportunity I was like oh my god this is so sick I get to go to Ring of Honor with Jay and like show him what's up like show him like he taught me well you know <laughs> yeah. that's awesome is there I know they're bringing back the the Ring of Honor is coming back soon ish I know they're bringing back the the men's tournament that they're doing and if you can't say it, we completely understand. Uh, is there any talk of the women's tournament starting up again? Dude, I wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be like, oh, I've got some, I've got some secrets <laughs> that I can't tell you. But like, dude, I, I uh, really don't know like what's gonna happen like tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah. like, I could open up my emails and like have, you know, some crazy contract in there. And I'm like, it's just like, it, it's timing is everything. Um, yep it's crazy because the world is crazy right now. So it's like, I have no idea, you know, I just got to stay ready. I got to yeah. stay prepared because at the drop of a hat, anything can change. Exactly. Well, fingers crossed that you get that opportunity to compete with them, but you have a pretty big opportunity coming up Friday, September 18th in Buda, Texas. We have mission pros, hell hath no fury. Uh, what does it mean to you to be a part of that show? I mean, we touched on, you know, women's wrestling before, but what does it mean to you to be a part of something that is just all women from top to bottom, every single part of it? 
it's amazing. It's it's really amazing to uh, to be able to be a part of this like pioneering uh, promotion. You know, it's like nothing but ladies everywhere you look, and not only is it ladies, but they're all badass. And you got like Thunder Rosa and uh, Robin Reed yep. heading the company. So it's like, damn, like, could you ask for two more badass ladies to, to run this thing? Like, especially with their reputations and how they how they carry themselves yeah. Um, yeah. in a professional manner is like, it's, it's, um, it's inspiring, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, it's a really amazing opportunity. Like, I keep saying that all of these are amazing opportunities, but like, there's nothing other than that to say, you know, it's like, yeah. man, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy that this is all happening. And um, I'm really excited about it. Well, that night, you happened to be in the championship match for Thunder Rosa's NWA Women's Championship. Yep. Uh, I know I've seen some back and forth things online. You are, I mean, when, when, I, when I looked at a lot of your stuff, you, you have the striking ability, you have the submission ability, you can do the flippy flips, you have it all. Like, the, it's, it's right there in front of you. Like, how, I mean, I know the answer to this question, but can you taste it? It's right Dude, there. I'm drooling. Are you kidding me? No, for real. Um, it's a, I, I want that so bad. I think about it every day from like the time I wake up till the time I go to bed. My training revolves around this. I have pictures in my room of this championship like you, you don't understand how seriously this is like I, I write on my mirrors you know with dry erases like all right how many days left do I have till this match <laughs> so you, you best believe it's a it's a huge part of my life every day thinking about this match do, do you have anything to say to Thunder Rosa I mean I'm pretty sure that I made it super clear and the last interview that I did whenever she was uh she was like talking crap about my neck like how she was gonna hurt my neck and stuff and like um that's just like you don't you don't you don't say that like that's that's messed up so um I let her know it's like hey look like you want to you want to target my neck like you just put a bigger target on your back so you better watch what you say from now on She's been kind of quiet since then, so. <laughs> I, I, I think you, yeah, I think you might have scared her a little bit. <laughs> I, I told I her there's gonna be two hits: too. me hitting her, and Kid rocks the ball with the ball playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Outstanding. So we talked about your journey. We talked about how you've gotten here. The opportunity that's in front of you right now. What's an interesting thing that we like to ask our guests is. If you had an opportunity to talk to 10-year-old Lindsay Snow, what would you tell her? Oh, man. 10-year-old me? Do everything exactly how you think you're going to do it because I'm, I'm super content with where I'm at right now. Um, yeah, I, I feel like every step that I've made was in the right direction. And um, I don't live with regrets, obviously. Like, look at me. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I, I feel like everything that I did um, to get me to the path that I've been on and to, to be on this journey, I feel like I couldn't, I couldn't do myself any more justice by them just like letting me live my life, you know, um, mm -hmm. if I, if I was like, oh man, you should, you should totally get a cubicle job and like do like library work or something like, you know, like, I don't think that I would be as happy as I am. And I feel like um, doing what I'm doing right now makes me happy. Oh yeah, you're definitely someone that you could tell enjoys the journey. No matter how hard it is, no matter what the road has in front of you, you're enjoying whatever's happening. You're just yeah. taking it all in. It's the, it's the journey, not the destination, right? Not to be like one of those lame wall quotes, but. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and it's, it's that journey that, you know, makes you progress in life and, you know, everything that you're trying to do. For sure. Yeah. You, you can't get any better if you don't want to learn and if you don't want to be better. And um, every day I want to learn, you know, I want to learn something new, whether it's um, with art, uh, like tattooing or um, I've just recently learned how to uh, acid sketch on metal and I'm going to do some Ooh. stuff with that tonight on a machete. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, like whether it's art, martial arts, visual arts, you know, like anything, like I'm, I'm always trying to um, improve and, and better myself in any way, shape possible. Thanks. Well, talking about bettering yourself, you talked about Jay Lethal. You talked about Norman Smiley. Those two names rang in my head a little bit when you talked about who, who you learned from. Who do you feel like you've gotten the most from in wrestling? Who, who's taught you the most? Oh, man. It's, it's so hard to say that because it's like I've learned so much from so many people on the road. And, um, you know, every, everybody from, like, uh, Road Dog to Tracy Smothers to, you know, like, all of these people that I've met along the way at all of these random shows that I've been able to be a part of like animal from the road warriors. Like he's also given me super solid advice. Um, just like everybody that, um, that looks at me and watches my matches that has the opportunity to give me some kind of feedback. I'll, I'll respect them so, so much. And um, the fact that those people have like stepped up and said something to me at shows um, definitely makes me feel like I'm, I'm doing the right thing. That's awesome. Uh, we learned a little bit about you, but is there, is there something that, you know, people wouldn't guess about you just, you know, just by looking at you? Oh man. So, um, okay. I wish that I was a country music singer. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. That's like I, the one talent that I, um, I, I don't have and I can't carry a tune in a bucket, but <laughs> I always, I always laugh because, uh, I'll like, I'll tattoo people and I'll be singing to them, you know, and, um, I'll joke around and be like, yeah, I had to start tattooing because this is the only way I could make people pay to listen to me sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, I think that's better. We've asked that question a couple of times, but I think that's my favorite answer. <laughs> yeah so sometimes on occasion i get to live out my my dreams of being a country singer <laughs> but i have to like drop back down to reality and realize that they're actually just sitting through it because they want to finish their tattoo 
any aspirations for, you know, uh, bar night karaoke at, at any point in time? Oh, man. I don't know. Are you a gambling man? <laughs> no, uh, I was at one point in time in my life, but now not so much. I don't really hang out in bars. <laughs> That's so I think that the, the um, yeah, the probability of barroom karaoke happening, not so much, but there is always tattoo room karaoke so yeah Ooh, that would be a good television show i don't think it would i don't know i think it would <laughs> give it can, can you give a tattoo and karaoke at the same time i mean i feel like you're you're narrowing up it's like that niche category yes. <laughs> i'm just bringing it all the way down to like 10 people 10 like, people that really uh, want to see that america's got talent <laughs> like boiled down to one one specific talent <laughs> yes one we talked about a bunch of things that you you like to do you mentioned tattooing what else do you like to do when you know when you're not in the ring not training you know what what are your hobbies what keeps you busy other than tattooing um like i said uh anything that i can like if i can paint um man and we said not training. I have a little puppy. Cecilia, come here. See. This thing, this thing takes a lot of my time. Oh. <laughs> little Cecilia. Um, been like making her little clothes and stuff too. <laughs> like sometimes sewing I take her to the and ring everything? With me. Um, sometimes I do take her to the ring with me and, uh, working on she has her own um Rey Mysterio mask actually we have matching masks nice <laughs> Ray's actually seen it so that was pretty funny <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> um but yeah uh, she has like a little hoodie that we made her out of um out of a leg of my sweatpants <laughs> that's awesome so, yeah pretty much like really like anything um artsy like if I can create something that will keep me busy you know from making dog clothes to learning about acid etching um glass etching that was something cool oh and also like uh, at the shop we've been gilding a lot of things like which is like putting gold flake on stuff mm -hmm. so that looks pretty badass uh if you ever make a sword uh let me know because <laughs> I love swords yeah if you ever well, get into I'm that I'm acid etching tonight on a machete. That's that's, that's pretty close. <laughs> it's pl that's pretty it's close. It's kind of a story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cut things with it. Yeah. One thing I saw that's not wrestling related is you have your own coffee and tea. Yeah, I do. Um, I've been collaborating with um, the Hemp Coffee Exchange um, for past couple months now and uh, it's actually been like a really awesome experience to to learn about coffee and to learn about tea and um to learn about like how, what goes into to packaging to selling the marketing and everything like that and all yeah. of the the extra work that does go into that and then like developing flavors oh man be like that is intense <laughs> and then figuring out what goes together too you mm. know so it's all been um it's all been a, a really eye-opening um time like honestly like I I never uh, okay I worked at a coffee shop when I was like 16 mm -hmm. and I didn't even drink coffee at that time <laughs> so I wasn't even able to like appreciate the fact that I worked at a coffee shop and like I wasn't able to appreciate like the knowledge that was around me 
So flash forward like 15 years later and now I have my own coffee and it's like, oh man, <laughs> I wasted that time at the coffee shop. <laughs> but now it's something that I have interest in. So I'm more about the research and more about, um, you know, making a quality product. Yeah. Did you get the taste test? Any, like all the different flavors? Everything. That's, all, that's fantastic. <laughs> and, um, it was like, uh, so the guys own the coffee shop and it was like directly behind my old house. So I would be there every day. Like that's how um, they came up with the idea to market um, a coffee for me. They were like, hey, uh, we're, uh, they're actually another, um, just very, uh, I guess they're, I, you could say they're feminists, but like they support female, um, strong females in the community pretty much. So uh, they saw me coming in every day and they're like, hey, like we think that what you do is awesome. Uh, we wanna get behind you. We wanna show support in any way we can. And um, I think that uh, that's what got the ball started rolling for the, for the coffee and the tea. The nice. fact that I was there like literally every day, like this is the best coffee ever. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah, so that's how that relationship got started. And it's been, um, it's been really amazing. Um, shout out to Jeremy, Denny, and Brett. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Well, that's perfect segue into my favorite part of the interview, favorites. So we usually like to give you a couple favorites in front of you when we're sitting there and, and getting you ready for the interview. But then we listen and we try to pick up some different things as we talk through. So why not find out what your favorite coffee flavor is Stole my is question, right Christopher. <laughs> oh, my favorite coffee flavor? Mine. Uh, <laughs> 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 what kind of dummy would it be if I didn't pick my own? Of course. Um, it has to be yours. <laughs> no, it's uh, it actually, it, it really is my favorite coffee flavor. Um, it has cinnamon, um, lion's mane's mushrooms, um, ginger, and uh, hemp seed, and just, it's really amazing tasting it, it kind of has like a um almost like a holiday flavor to it Ooh. but uh you can also like brew it for iced coffee and it's it's super refreshing for summer too so nice yeah okay. I'm, I'm super about it <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to try that yeah definitely and so of course yes i'll have to drink it <laughs> um <laughs> now you, you gave away that you wanted to be a country singer so I need to know what your favorite song to sing is while you're tattooing someone. Oh man, there's so many of them. Uh, there's so many, and I have like a very um, eclectic taste in music. So like, I'll listen to anything from like Steely Dan to like Riff Raff. So it's like- <laughs> Steely, I never in a million years <laughs> thought we would have heard Steely Dan mentioned on this podcast in any interview and that literally made my day because i love steely dan oh, oh so it's so funny because like all right um me and thomas uh we were talking about this yesterday and i was like man like reeling in the years is like pretty much like the most iconic steely dan song to me and he was like nah kid charlemagne <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we literally like just had this conversation <laughs> they have some good ones yeah, they're pretty, they're a pretty good band. And it was like definitely one of my mom's favorites growing up. So I got to listen to a lot of Steely Dan. Um, yeah, I, I also listen to like a lot of soul. Um, okay. I love soldies. 
um, and I love Houston rap, like Slim Thug, <laughs> Zero. <laughs> so it's like growing up in a tattoo shop, you know, you can't listen to the same crap every day. And like, I'm just sitting here staring at somebody's arm for like three or four hours at a time. So it's like, hey, like, shit, <laughs> stuff's about to get real weird. <laughs> so <laughs> hang tight. <laughs> And a whole bunch of people from all different uh, walks of life are walking in. And I mean, you, you probably have people that hit every demographic of music or genre yeah. of music to listen to. So I surprise people every day. It's so funny. They're like, dang, is this what you're really playing? Like right now? Like what? <laughs> I'm like, damn, did you just judge a book by its cover? <laughs> <laughs> And then I like, we started getting into it a little bit more and then I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, yeah, I guess books have covers for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's take you back into the wrestling ring. What would you say your favorite submission hold is? Um, the Kaiju clutch. It's like, uh, I trap the, the arms and it's a neck crank as well. So it's super painful, um, especially when I apply it. So there, I have this question. It's a little weird and leading, but I know what you're, what you're going to say. As a, as a sports athlete, I, I played baseball and hitting a home run, there's this feeling you get when you hit it, the contact. And it's like, it's just that you know what's about to happen. Do you feel that when you put in that hold? Like you just, it's almost like that. I know what's about to happen. They're done. Yeah, I get that feeling a lot from, um, from that submission. And then also um, heel hooks. The heel, heel hook, hook is, I've seen your heel hook. That is <laughs> treacherous. <laughs> yeah. say I feel bad for the other person. <laughs> I do too. They tap quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we're going to, we're going to, I know what Chuck wants to ask. So I'm going to lead into it a little bit. Let's talk about your tattoos. What was the first tattoo you ever got? Oh man. Um, well, my first uh, tattoo that I got in the shop was um an atom of carbon on my hip and um I, I was i was bad kid and uh i had a fake id that i used to get it <laughs> i was not old enough to get it and that is where i'm gonna tell all the kids at home don't be like me <laughs> just ask your parents <laughs> wait your time will come you can do all the tattooing you want after it's okay <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> Don't make your parents hate you. <laughs> <laughs> why, uh, why did you pick an atom? Uh, because we're all carbon-based life forms. So I'm um, like Perfect. big science nerd. Nice. So <laughs> that's, where, that's where that came from. And then um, after that, I got the uh, symbol for pi tattooed on me. So I'm an irrational okay. person and it's an irrational number. <laughs> I, I love many, the theory. How many digits of pi can you recite? 3.141528, I think. It might be you wrong. You got past 1.4, which yeah, is Yeah, I know, yeah. So you're, you're good there. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your favorite tattoo that you have? Oh, man. Um, I, have, I have a probably – it's a toss-up. Okay. It's okay. a toss-up. CC, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> small dog, small dog. Um, I have my hands have the all-seeing eye. Nice. And then I have uh, Ruby on the side. 
I always forget which way to hold them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have whatever across my hands. Like, whatever, forever. <laughs> and then I have this really awesome dragon on my thigh. I don't know. I don't know if you can see it or not. But that guy. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And yeah. dragons are actually one of Chuck's favorite things. He has tons dragons. of little dragon statues all over his place. I have a giant dragon on my back, too. It's just the head and, like, two claws. I love it. It's sick. Oh, All right, Chuck. Go ahead. Now, this is yours. Okay, I know you so, were leading to it. So, no. So I was, I was going through and I was looking at a bunch of the tattoos I think that you've probably done. Did you, did you do the tattoo of the Mandalorian, like Boba Fett uh, symbol? Yeah, with all of the um, with like, the Cubert like geometry in the yes. background. Yeah, I did that. That is the coolest tattoo that I've ever seen. Because oh, I mean, oh, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I will freely admit it. I love it, Boba Fett, right there. I'm trying to show you. It's a stormtrooper. Oh, okay, the, I see the it. Battle light. It's got yes. the red battle light. <laughs> I, I was scrolling through and I saw it and I was like, oh man, this is really cool. And then I, I opened it up and I looked at it and I was like, I was like, dude, this has like the Qbert like box, ge uh, geometric box pattern in the back. I was like, this is amazing. That Thank you. Thank is you. such an awesome tattoo. And if, if I could withstand the pain of ever getting a tattoo, it would probably be something like that. But that was awesome. So I just have to say that that was a very cool piece. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I definitely like to um, attack all styles with uh, skill and, um, and expertise and like have to be prepared to, to do whatever. And um, that's pretty much my, uh, my goal for, for everything is just to be prepared for, for whatever life can throw at you, whether it's tattooing or down to opponents for competition or wrestling matches anything um just have to be prepared yeah do i get to ask my other question christopher go for it what is what is your favorite tattoo that you have done for somebody oh man <laughs> i mean in the hot seat for that one shoot um man i i love just being able to execute like people's ideas and make them happy that's why I love tattooing. Um, it's a tradition first and your art second, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's always like um, one of those things where it's like, you have to execute this um, because this is going to be on this person forever. It's also kind of like a big, like, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's like an ego stroke kind of, but like, you know, you have to live with this on part of me on you forever. So it's kind mm. of like the, um, where I can leave behind my legacy. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have kids. I have a niece and a nephew, but um, I have my, my dog, Cecilia, you know, but uh, <laughs> as far as like leaving behind something for other generations to appreciate, I feel like uh, tattooing and the art that I make is how I'm able to live behind my legacy. And um, anytime I have the opportunity to, uh, to tattoo someone, I can say that like that's the best part of my day. You know, like yeah. I um I can't really 
say like what tattoos are my favorite because like I tattoo so many great people like I tattoo so many amazing people that you know trust me and want me to just put like the best thing that I can put on them and they're coming to me because of what I do so yeah. that right there um that says a lot you know um i make cool stuff all the time i'm so blessed uh i'm last night i made a blue tiger it was sick <laughs> i had so much fun blue and um, i got to make that on uh on my friend lee and i got to tattoo her husband bob and um they have a, a little girl named emily and she's like she's like my biggest fan dude they drove from like south carolina to get tattooed by me in jacksonville oh wow so <laughs> like it's pretty wild but um yeah i mean it's like I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do the job, jobs that I get to do on a daily basis and uh, be able to uh, just like bring happiness to other people's lives. You're Sorry good. about that. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Had a low battery moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck, here we are. We're at our final question. So we're at, we're at this our is the final big one. question. Oreo cookies. I'm sure that you've heard of them before. We love to ask all our guests this question and it's, 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 it's one for the ages. It's the, are you on team single stuff, the classic Oreo, or are you on team double stuff with just that say, little I'm bit extra? Red velvet. Red velvet Oreos. Curveball whoa <laughs> curveball yeah the red velvet oreos are how i got up to be at, uh 163 pounds <laughs> the, the double stuff is how that was i when got was in like a bulking phase like <laughs> in christmas so we're just gonna like not talk about that too much but um actually uh the people that i tattooed last night were telling me about how their daughter like has started pranking them by carving out the middle part of the icing of the oreo and squeezing toothpaste in it and handing it to her dad and he's like oh <laughs> that is the greatest and the worst prank yes. ever <laughs> i was like man i can't eat oreos around your kid anymore <laughs> terrible oh no wow i i will not i will not let my daughter watch this episode so that she does not get that into her head then because she would do it to me she would well thank oh, you for sorry. the curveball Lindsay. Yes. we appreciate that we always love somebody thinking outside the box and giving us something else as far as the answer goes so, great answer great answer I really can't help it. That's like really the only thing that I think about when I think of Oreos is like those damn red velvet ones. Dude, you don't even understand. <laughs> like, I can imagine. So good. I can imagine. <laughs> Christopher just tried a, uh, a lemon Oreo today for the first time. Ooh. He didn't like it. Yeah. It was terrible. I'm not going to lie. It was terrible. <laughs> it, it, does, it doesn't sound that great. It's like no. the toothpaste Oreo on its own better. <laughs> Lindsay knows. See, she understands. <laughs> Well, Lindsay, we appreciate your time tonight. Uh, we want you. to give you some time, obviously. Uh, where can people go find you? And obviously, we're going to be able to go and promote where you're going to be in September. But right now, where can they find you? Um, I'm here every day at Autograph Tattoo on the corner of Wilson and Landing in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kaiju Power, K-A-I-J-U-P-O-W-E-R. Awesome. 
And we're going to be able to see you on September 18th at Hell Hath No Fury, presented yeah. by Mission Pro Wrestling and Pinball's Kingdom. Uh, that's in Buda, Texas. Bell time is 7.30. And it is Buda. I, I, I think I've come down to the consensus that it is Buda. It is not Buda. So <laughs> I, think, I think I'm good now. Uh, bell time, 7.30. If you can't be there in person, uh, you can watch it on Title Match Network. Uh, just go there. They're going to stream the event for everybody. Uh, once again, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It was thank a pleasure and very awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to meeting y'all in person. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I wish that we could be there, but we are not any, I am nowhere near Texas. Oh, and Chris okay. is a little bit closer to nowhere near I'm, Texas. I'm close to you. I'm actually in South Carolina. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you're probably like equidistant from me than I am in Texas anyway. So. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I so, think Texas might be a little bit further. Yeah. It's a, a tiny bit further, maybe bit. like four hours. <laughs> but either way we'll be watching uh we'll we're gonna probably put together something and maybe give away some subscriptions because we want more people watching you and we're really excited to see you uh perform and uh, good luck to you thanks for joining us thank you for watching hit the subscribe hit the like button and be prepared we're not done yet there's more mission pro to come oh, yes. <laughs> bye guys you can find Lindsay Snow on Twitter and Instagram at Kaiju Power. That's K-A-I-J-U Power. And also, if you're in the Jacksonville, Florida area, you can check her out at Autograph Tattoo. And of course, Hell Hath No Fury, presented by Mission Pro Wrestling and Pinball's Kingdom, Friday, September 18th in Buda, Texas. If you're going to the show, bell time is 7.30. You can find the show streaming online at Title Match Wrestling Network. And for more information on Mission Pro, go to missionprowrestling.net. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also check out our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash thebaldmonkeys. And finally, listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.